Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes or so, but it keeps us in God's Word and helps us thereby to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, upon our souls, and upon our relationship with God. Share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to turn their life around spiritually. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. They need to come to God more fully, more dedicated. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about, in this extended series of studies, we're talking about heart problems, heart troubles, problems of the heart, and how they affect our lives. Now, we've emphasized how Jesus said that all kinds of sinful actions and attitudes come from the heart. And he says that's what defiles a man. Well, even he talks about violent actions. He said it comes from the heart. It, we, we've emphasized how, why do some people use vulgar language? Why do some people use God's name in vulgar, disrespective ways on an ongoing basis? Seems like they can't hardly speak without using vulgarity, cursing, you know, in, in, in almost every other sentence that they speak. Why? It's they've got a heart problem. That's how their heart is conditioned. Why do some people, why do they just act in violent ways? Why do they, they get into fights? Why do they, you know, always are confrontational with other people? It's the condition of their heart. Why do some people find themselves just uninterested in, in attending church services, worshiping God with the church, studying the Bible, because it's the condition of their heart. You see, we condition our heart accordingly, and that ultimately is demonstrated in our actions or inactions in some cases. Well, in this particular section of our study about heart troubles, we're talking about pride. Pride. Have you ever known somebody, or maybe you've experienced this yourself. You're at a point where you should have apologized to somebody for something, or you should have admitted that you did wrong in some way, but you just couldn't bring yourself to do it because you're just too proud. Too proud to admit that you made a mistake. Too proud to admit that you did wrong. Too proud to say, I'm sorry. See, that's ungodly pride. That's ungodly pride. Godly pride is when you simply try to live your life right before God, faithfully. You try to be respectful of others. You try to carry yourself in an honorable way, but you want to live to God's glory. That's godly pride. Ungodly pride, nah, you're just, you're too proud to do what you should do when you know you should do it. But you think, if I, if I do that, I'm going to admit that I'm wrong, that I did something wrong, that I made a mistake, and I, I, I'm, I just can't do that. Or you're always 
and we've been emphasizing this, trying to draw attention to yourself, and that's self-glorification. And so you're taking the glory away from God. Moses and Aaron in the wilderness made that mistake. When they took the glory for themselves, when they struck the rock, or Moses struck the rock with his staff, when God told him to speak to the rock. Now, God still brought forth the water for the people to drink when they needed a water source. But see, Moses and Aaron took the glory for themselves, and God said, because you did this and did not give the glory to me, you shall not enter the promised land. Aaron died off in the wilderness. Moses was allowed to lead the people all the way up to the border of the promised land. But then he died on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, not allowed to enter the land himself. We need to recognize the danger of ungodly pride. We need to be the example of godly pride. We've been talking about godly pride, and I want us to continue. Now, Christians are to live in such a way as to be purposeful examples of godliness and Christianity. As we said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. Now, salt is a seasoning influence. We put it on meats and vegetables and foods of all kinds to make them taste better. So it's a seasoning influence for good. It's also a preservative or at least can be used that way. And he said, so you're the salt of the earth. You're supposed to make things better because of your personal seasoning influence as a faithful, dedicated Christian. And then he went on in verse 16, and he said, you're the light of the world. He went on and talked about how a light is not stuck under a basket, but it is intended to illuminate the way or the area for people all around. He said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. People see the lights of a city on a hillside from miles away. And Jesus said then, let your light so shine before men that others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Ungodly pride keeps drawing attention to themselves. See me. Aren't I great? Let me tell you about some great things I just did. Godly pride gives the glory to God. The glory to God. Philippians chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Think about that particular text of Scripture. It talks about Jesus, how he humbled himself. He humbled himself even to the point of death by God's instruction. He fulfilled his mission as the Savior on this earth. And he willingly did that. He willingly let himself be tortured and be crucified on that cross. Now, that's verses 5 through 11. Now, verses 15 and 16, let me read that for you. That you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. We need to simply 
even when people try to put us down for it, we need to simply live the life of faithful Christianity, faithful, consistent dedication to God and Christ. That faithful, consistent example ultimately will bear fruit. We'll have influence on other people around us, like on our own children, but also other people. Wherever we work, neighbors, people we do business with, friends, associates of all kinds. The early Christians were characterized as having favor with all the people. Acts 2 and verse 47, think about that positive, that positive example that they were. An elder within the Lord's church is to have a good testimony among those who are outside. First Timothy, that is outside of the church, not members of the church. First Timothy 3 and verse 7. An elder needs to have a good reputation both inside and outside of the church. But let me, let me, let me say this and let me emphasize this. Every Christian needs to have a good reputation inside and outside of the church. We need to live that example of Christianity all the time. Now, of course, the aim is not to bring glory to oneself. Through his godly example, a Christian brings glory to God. Again, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The Apostle Peter makes the same application. Notice, he wrote, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they're putting you down, they're criticizing, and so on, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify you? No. Glorify God in the day of visitation. First Peter 2 and verse 12. You see, that's humble, godly pride. The bottom line objective in a Christian's life should be, to bring, should be to bring glory to God by the way he lives all the time. The apostle, I'm sorry, the, uh, the apostle Paul put it this way. For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Romans 14, verses 17 and 18. What a great instruction, and what a great mindset to have. I want to live to the Lord. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the Father. He said, basically, I fulfilled the work which you sent me to do. He humbly was obedient before God. A Christian should live a life of honor in order to honor God. In living a life of righteousness, a Christian demonstrates the righteousness of God. In a Christian loving others as he should, he's demonstrating the love of God. And in all these ways, he is glorifying God, bringing glory to God. A life of goodness radiates the goodness of God. And that ought to be our mindset. That ought to be our intention, our goal, 
I want to always live to God's glory. And so I want to live a life that is productive of that ultimate goal. Godly pride. Godly pride. Not seeking the glory for myself. That's ungodly pride. And we'll start to look at that in more detail next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us and letting us love you. And thank you for teaching us goodness and love and honor, faithfulness, and help us to put those characteristics into active lifestyle, lifestyles as we live before you throughout the rest of our lives. Help us to live to your glory and to help others see your glory through our lifestyle. Please, Father, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.